Jalen Walker, Jalen Walker, Jalen Walker, say his name. Jalen Walker, 25 years old, black, unarmed, brutally slaughtered by the Akron police in Ohio, shot 60 times, say his name. Trigger warning, we are going to be talking about a brutal murder of yet another unarmed black man in America at the hands of the police. It is a very, very hard story to tell, but it needs to be told. Jalen Walker, say his name. me Devin hi what is up I am so sorry first of all that um I've kind of been hitting you guys with some pretty heavy stuff but that's honestly because like a lot of stuff is really heavy right now like it's really 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 difficult in the world right now because there's just so much going on and it's all heavy nothing is peaceful and easy and just simple and happy it's all very heavy, very dark, very sad. And oh man, it's getting to me. It's getting to me. But I do apologize for the title. Um, I know I am going to use breaking in the title because I use breaking for like very like important news, um, specifically news that just happened. Um, and this did not just happen. Um, but honestly, like I hate to admit it, you guys, I was so caught up in Roe v. Wade that I kind of just let my whole belief and love of Black Lives Matter just kind of take a side, take the passenger seat, you know, and I'm sorry about that. That's not fair to Jalen Walker. It's not fair to his family. It's not fair to the um, Black Lives Matter community that I have worked very hard to be an ally with because that is so extremely important, especially with what the Supreme Court is starting to do um, with like rights and stuff. It's getting a little sketchy. So I do apologize that I haven't done a podcast uh, for Jalen earlier. Um, like I said, my brain has just been completely wrapped up with Roe v. Wade since the 24th when it was overturned. Um, but I definitely got a reality check this morning, a reminder that women's rights are not the only cause I'm fighting for and care about. Yeah, they're a huge one, but so is Black Lives Matter. Um, so just a little catch up. Uh, I will be doing another, a couple actually, a couple podcasts today. I'm going to try to record a few, but just a little catch up for this. But again, this isn't, I don't want this podcast to be about me. It's about Jalen, but I took um, Ritalin <laughs> yesterday evening which was um, my first mistake. Uh, I took it around four and I was just up all night and I'm already feeling kind of sick and just a little bit, uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I definitely can. Um, and I'm sorry if that's not fun to listen to, but here we are. Um, good news is on Ritalin and at 1 a.m. in the morning, 1 a.m. in the morning, let's say one in the morning, <laughs> not a.m. in the morning, um, I was able to get a lot of podcasting work done. And like I said, I will, I will be recording multiple today to get back on like a schedule. Um, Jalen Walker was on my list to cover. He was on the top of my list. Um, 
But like I said, I've been so heavily focused on Roe that I've been totally slacking with Black Lives Matter. Um, I have literally been working on my pro-life versus pro-choice podcast like the entire week. And I think that just completely took over my brain. So I'm really sorry about that. Um, but Instagram never fails to give me a wake-up call when I'm slacking. Because <laughs> this morning, around 5.45, still couldn't fall asleep, I go onto the app, and the first thing I do, obviously, is go check people's stories because there's a lot happening in the world right now, and um, I always like seeing uh, like the posts that people will repost on their stories because I usually take like that post and post on my story. Um, so the first post I see, and this was the first wake-up call, <laughs> the first post I see is a side-by-side -side comparison on how two very different situations were handled by police over, oh, I can't, nope, nope, Siri, get the fuck out. Sorry, I just had like an argument with my Siri. Um, I'm running on no sleep, so I'm very temperamental right now. Um, Anyways, I, I see this side-by-side -side comparison of two, you know, different situations and how those situations were handled by the police, and they both happened within a week of each other. So it was honestly kind of a shocking but really necessary comparison I think I needed to snap out of my phase, and I think a lot of us kind of need to get that mojo back for Black Lives Matter because I think it's kind of taken a backseat, and no, none of this should be taking a backseat. We can never, 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 never stop fighting. Um, so on the right side, you see Jalen Walker. No, left. Left side, you see Jalen Walker. Underneath his picture, you see age 25, targeted for a traffic violation, attempted to flee traffic stop, shot 60 times, died at scene. This happened around 12 a.m. on June 7, June 27th in Akron, Ohio. Um, and who was he compared to in this post? Bobby Crimo age 22, murdered six and wounded 30, attempted to flee a traffic stop, taken into custody without injuries. This happened a week later on July 4th in Chicago, a week after the inhumane and incomprehensible murder of yet another unarmed black man. Jalen Walker, say his name. Um, so after I reposted that on my story, obviously, um, with all the hashtags of Black Lives Matter, Jalen Walker, all the good stuff, um, I opened another one of my friend's stories to see a post showing three of Crimo's victims. Um, this post explained that Irina and Kevin McCarthy were shot and killed in the July 4th parade in Highlands Park, Chicago. Um, I'm sure we've all heard about that mass shooting. It's horrific. Um, and they leave behind Crimo's third victim. Um, though he didn't die, I still consider him a victim. Their two-year-old son, Aiden, who now has to grow up without his parents. They just went to a 4th of July party together, y'all. Like, why do we live in a country where that happens? That shouldn't be happening, but that's not what this episode's about. That's uh, going to be another one. Um, Jalen Walker, Irina McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, and Aiden McCarthy are all victims of a government that has failed them. 
all victims of the oppressive, violent, white supremacist America that we have come to know very well over the past six years. Do the math. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but this episode is not going to be about Highland, the Highlands Park mass shooting, like I said. Um, I, I do want to do an episode on the mass shootings that have happened over the past few months, like Buffalo, Robb Elementary, and Highland, Highland Park. However, I am throwing so, 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 so much heaviness at you guys right now. And honestly, I'm getting a little dragged down by how fucked the world is right now. And this podcast is obviously supposed to be a place where we come to learn and grow and we learn about what's going on in the world and how we can get involved. But it's also supposed to be fun and laid back sometimes. And I guess there's just a lot of intense things happening right now, especially in America, and they're all just so important to talk about, um, but they're just bummers, and they're they're so annoying to talk about because you know that they could have been prevented if the government actually did anything or gave a shit about anyone but themselves. Like all of these, I feel like are just the exact same versions of what have ha- what has happened before, and it's just going to keep cycling and happening over and over again, and it's exhausting. So, unfortunately, let's get into the horrific murder of Jalen Walker. Say his name. So, the murder of Jalen Walker. There, there wasn't a lot of information I could find about Jailer. Uh, Jailer. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I just combined. Uh, Jalen and Walker, um, Jalen, nor are there a ton of articles about his um, murder, um, which I find extremely strange and really pathetic. However, I could totally uh, be reading into it wrong and thinking the worst because like, honestly, that's all I do now. <laughs> it's just think the worst. Um, the Akron police department is keeping details close to the chest, like the autopsy report. Um, and I believe that is because They don't want any tainted information when presenting the case to the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations um, and or to a grand jury. Um, Hopefully we'll know more about those officers and their consequences soon. I really hope that they don't come away from this unscathed because it's such a horrendous form of overkill and it just has so much hate and anger. Like, I know there were eight policemen there but 60 times bro really we'll get into it but I'm also sure that the family is keeping details about Jalen close to the chest while they are mourning and that is so understandable I they don't owe the media or news outlets anything and I can't even fathom what they must be feeling right now I I I cannot even fathom uh Jalen is their son their brother their family member they deserve to keep his life private if that's what they want. Um, They deserve to keep him personal to them. I think Jalen has become a symbol for the Black Lives Matter movement. He's been a reminder that we kind of lifted our foot off the gas, but even though he's a symbol for us, he's their son and he's still their son. And he can be a symbol without us knowing about his personal life. Like we don't need that. Although I love it. I love, um, talking about their personal lives in the podcast because I think it just shows what an amazing person they were and how horrific and devastating these repetitive crimes are but um 
Yeah. I did um, see in an article um, from CNN that people just described him as a fun-loving, like, light-hearted person. Um, and he just has the most beautiful smile, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, so, like I kind of just said, all this information is taken from a great article on CNN. Uh, these events uh, that led to the murder of Jalen started around 12.30 a.m. Police tried to stop uh, Walker uh, for traffic and equipment violations. After police stopped him, Walker waited for a little less than a minute, so about like 40 seconds was the article, but I didn't want to quote it exactly. He waited about 40 seconds before driving away from the police. And... Um, Videos were taken from the police's, like, body-worn cameras, um, and they narrate Jalen fleeing from the scene. And so when he drove off, police claimed that they heard a gunshot, and they saw a flash of light on the driver's side um, of the car at the same time they thought they heard a gunshot. Police Chief Milet has stated that officers did find a shell casing near the scene that was consistent with the firearm that Mr. Walker had in his vehicle. Right now, BCI, which is the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations, currently has the casing and is testing to see if it came from the gun found in Jalen's car after the murder occurred. Um, so once police thought they heard a gunshot come from Jalen's car, the traffic stop went from being like a routine stop. I'm so sorry. I just had some burps. Um, a routine stop to a public safety issue. Um, and that is when a car chase uh, ensued. They started pursuing him. Yada, yada, yada. Um, after several minutes in the car chase, I saw several on CNN, but on People, I saw 18. So somewhere around there. Um, in this car chase, Jalen got out of his car after however long, um, and fled on foot into an empty parking lot. Um, officers tried using their tasers to subdue Walker, but no such luck. Um, the murder occurred when, according to the police who were there, um, they said, quote, Walker stopped quickly and turned towards the officers. Oh, sorry, CNN said this. Um, that was CNN's quote. Um, this is when eight officers on scene discharged their weapons and rapidly fired at Jalen Walker. The shooting lasted about seven seconds and, ends, and ended with one officer shouting, cease fire, about three times. Um, and this was all seen in the uh, body cam videos that the police were kind of asked to release. So... Um, yeah, really interesting. Um, in the video you can, I haven't watched it. I refuse to watch it, but apparently in the video, you can see that he was on the ground at one point, but the gunfire still continued. Um, I think personally that's overkill, um, and not very well-trained police officers, honestly, like someone's on the ground, stop shooting at them. Uh, officer had to yell ceasefire three times. What were you guys doing? He obviously was was not okay, um, and it just gets worse. So, uh, Jalen Walker died from multiple gunshot wounds to the face, abdomen, and upper legs, and he suffered at least sixty wounds. Sixty wounds in seven seconds. Say his name. It has been reported that the police put Jaden's dead body in handcuffs. I told you it fucking got worse. They put 
the 25-year-old young adult with a full life ahead of him, they put his dead body in handcuffs while they waited for the medical examiner to arrive. And he stayed that way until after his body arrived at the coroner's office. His dead body was in handcuffs for, I don't know how long it takes to get to the coroner's office, but it he was in handcuffs by the time that the police officers realized he was dead, put him in handcuffs, started like putting like little bandages over his wounds. The medical examiner arrived on scene. He was still in the handcuffs and he stayed in those handcuffs until his body arrived at the coroner's office. How I like what that I have a lot of thoughts on this. I have a lot of thoughts on this, um, but they can all be kind of summed up in one main one. Is that really how police operate? Like, is that really how we're training them? Because they, how they handled the situation, um, in my opinion, I think it was handled horrifically and I don't understand like what you're training them for if that's how they handle like real life action. I don't know. I'm not a cop, but like, come on, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. There are eight of you on one. There were eight officers on one person. I'm sure all of them were wearing bulletproof vests. So you got eight guns rapidly firing at one person who was unarmed, by the way, and they continued to fire when that person collapsed to the ground. Horribly, horribly mishandled. You were in a car chase for several minutes, which I consider to be seven or 18 to 18 minutes. Maybe you guys could have figured out like one person to use their gun if need be like guys could have been like okay ryan you use ryan you use your gun if we need to just discharge our weapons so we're not firing 60 bullets into a human being i don't really understand where that thought process like disappeared but uh i'm not a cop i guess i don't know um I personally think that that was completely psychotic overkill. 60 bullets in seven seconds at one person. That's a horrible abuse of power. I mean, that person was unarmed. What, like you get off on hurting someone that can't fight back? Like, my God. Ugh, it's, ugh. I don't know. It just seemed very psychopathic to me with how many wounds he had. He had 60 wounds, y'all. That's not, that's really bad. But I personally believe that the whole police system needs reformation now because that's an actual joke. It's pitiful, shameful. These people are supposed to protect us. And after hearing about all these police officers murdering young black men or black men, can they actually handle a gun or can they handle arresting someone? Like it doesn't seem like a lot of them can. Um, and I think that might show that there's an overall problem with like the training that we do with them. I mean, in other countries, police have to go to university for three years and then no, they have to go to university. I know like in England or somewhere they have to go to university for like two years and then they have to train for three like, police here have to train for six months, and then they they get a gun. 
I'm curious to see what their background checks are because I'm sure not a lot of police stations check if like they have a racist history or a violent history, but I'm sorry. I'm I'm totally in a bad mood because like this puts me in a bad mood and then also like I don't feel good, Um, but I don't care. Like I am, I'll get to the part where I talk about blue lives versus black lives, but um, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm disrespecting police because... I kind of am like, honestly, they haven't really shown me a reason to give them respect recently. I don't know. I haven't had a run with a cop in a while, but every cop I see in the media, like the guys who, um, arrested, uh, Bobby Kanto, he, um, well, yeah, they just arrested him peacefully, which I guess is the right way to do it. But he just murdered six people and orphaned a child and killed an 80 year old. Like, if we're going to use extreme force on someone with an arrest, like, why wouldn't you use it on the murderer? Why would you use it on, like, an unarmed black person not doing anything wrong? But whatever. Whatever. Um... I'm just reading my next note. I said, I don't know if police can actually handle a gun, it seems. Oh, wait, just kidding. They can because they were able to detain and arrest fucking Booby Kanto. Again, Bobby Crimo, for those who didn't get it, I was just trying to do offensive wordplay because he sucks and he's a cunt, so fuck you. Um, so currently all eight officers are suspended with pay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything more about that, but just, like, sit with that. And they are currently undergoing an investigation conducted by the BCI. I will keep you guys updated on where that goes because I don't know about you, but personally, I hope they all get fired. Like, I really do. Like, that is not good police work. And people who do shit like that should not be on a police force. Like, I'm sorry. that I, Personally, that's just my opinion, but I'm not a policeman. What do I know? Um... The reason I think they should all get fired, though, is because I think we need to start reinforcing the idea that shooting someone 60 times is not the right way to detain a suspect. Not even close. Even if the suspect isn't cooperating, I personally don't see the need to kill them. Um, I truly believe there are better ways to do it, like shoot people with rubbers and while they're on the ground, tase them. I don't know. Maybe if civilians didn't have guns, it would make the job easier for cops. Just saying, Blue Lives Matter people. (laughs) What's it going to be, police or guns? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm being really rude today, but like, and that's not my intention on this podcast, but like, I'm, I have to admit, Blue Lives Matter is one of the beliefs I don't really have that much respect for, and I'll explain why. I respect good police who can do their job properly. Um, I respect uh, that they put their their lives on the line for us every day. There are good cops out there, just like there are a lot of bad cops out there, um, especially in the South. The problem I have with Blue Lives Matter is I think that whole movement came up to snuff out Black Lives Matter. Like, think about it. They literally have the same initials. That cannot be a coincidence. I was about to write in my notes, I was going to say Blue Lives Matter. And then I realized I was like, holy fuck, that's the exact same initials. And I don't think that's a fucking coincidence because all those little blue lives flags started popping up on cars after the Black Lives Matter movement gained traction. Maybe they were always there. 
and I just didn't notice because I wasn't really paying like that much attention. And then when I got super into Black Lives Matter, I had started noticing all the Blue Lives Matter. I don't know though. I really do think that Blue Lives Matter was just a way to snuff out Black Lives Matter. Like I really do. I think it was a way to take away attention from black people. Like I'm sorry, but I do, I do, because the timing just kind of seems a little sus in a way. Um, but if you're for good cops who can do their job correctly, I am 100% with you. However, why does it have to be a sides thing? Like, why can't we be both? Like, I respect and appreciate cops who do their job and do their job well and are good people who just want to serve and protect everybody in America. I respect those people. However, I am making an assumption, so please forgive me if it's wrong, but I feel like if you are a Blue Lives Matter person, you don't really see the other side. Like, I see the other side. I don't 100% agree with the other side, but I see it and I understand there are good cops on that side. What? Why are Black Lives Matter... Uh, Black Lives Matter, I'm so sorry. Blue Lives Matter people so against Black Lives Matter. And honestly, it's because of racism, but like, whatever. Um, I'm not wrong. If you are against Black Lives Matter, you're inherently racist. Like, what is your reasoning other than you don't want Black lives to be equal? Like, I don't, whatever. Like, why can't we just be both? Just right now, the Black Lives Matter organization might need a little more attention than Blue Lives. Um, I mean, you your guys just shot an unarmed black man 60 times and then basically got a paid vacation. I think blue lives are fine right now. There's a lot of black lives on fire and we need to be an ally to them in whatever way we can, not create more divisions between us. Um, if you're a blue lives matter person, I need you to know that when I say black lives matter, I'm not saying blue lives don't matter. I just think that if blue lives and black lives were houses, I saw this uh, metaphor in uh, TikTok during like 2020 and I love it. It stayed with me forever. But I think if blue lives and black lives were houses and black lives house is on fire, just because we're paying more attention to that house at the minute doesn't mean we don't care about the blue lives house. Like that's not it at all. I personally believe we actually might need to put a little bit more time into blue lives because the training and we need, we need reform y'all. We need reform. Like this is getting ridiculous. Um, I'm not particularly happy with, um, some of the men in blue because I don't think they're very good at their jobs. Um, like, oh my gosh, what's his name? Derek something. The, the man who murdered, um, the, the evil son of a bitch who murdered George Floyd. Like, I don't think he was a good cop um, because you can't, like, kill people. <laughs> like, I don't, like, cops should know that more than anyone. They track down murderers and stuff. Like, sir? Um, so, like, if I was serving tables and I accidentally killed someone, I think you'd agree I wasn't that good at my job because if, like, I could kill someone on my job when I'm not supposed to be killing anybody. I don't think that's... That doesn't sound great to me. Um, but those cops who put their life on the line, who protect and serve all humans, not just the white ones, those are the ones I respect. Okay, rant over. I lost my place about 15,000 times, but I'm hoping I made it kind of easy to edit out. What can we do? What can we do? 
I know I'm a little behind on the curve, uh, behind the curve on this, <laughs> but the information that I found still stands. Um, so let's get into it. Go to protests. Go to protests. Protests are soul food. They are so empowering and you really just feel like you're a part of a community and making a difference. It's go to protests, especially with Black Lives Matter. That is such an important one to support all the time, constantly, because it's a never-ending fight. So go to protests. You could sign petitions, share information, share this podcast if you, um, if someone doesn't really understand what happened with Jalen Walker and what's happening with kind of blue lives versus black lives. I'd love to dive more into that, but yeah, just share your information, share your resources, repost on Instagram, donate if you can, go to protests. But if you go to protests, <laughs> please be peaceful. Getting angry is great, but getting angry and violent does more harm than good for the people you claim to be an ally of, especially if you're white. This isn't about you. Don't go making it about you and dragging a peaceful protest down with you and making those who are struggling for their rights look bad. Like, don't do that. That's selfish and that's not a true ally. Don't do that. Seriously. Like, we are here to support Black Lives Matter. We are not here to make it about us. The world, history, history has obviously been about white people. So can we, can we start maybe changing the narrative on that? Like, I'm kind of done with this whole white men thing. Like, let's start moving into some new, new things. Like, I'm, I'm over it. So please do not make it about you because it's not, it's not about you. Please just be an ally and please be peaceful. Sorry, I totally thought my sister was just yelling at me. Um, according to CNN, while the family, Jalen's, um, wants answers from the police, they also want the public to, quote, give peace, give dignity, and give justice for a chance for Jalen. First of all, Jalen's family, you guys need to read the CNN article because the people he was surrounded by are just, they are a different species because they are so understanding and loving and we'll get into some more quotes and that'll make more sense but I don't know how they have this much patience for the police force um in Ohio but they're so patient and they don't want any trouble like they they don't want people rioting and it goes on to say that so please respect the family's wishes fight for Jalen fight for his justice fight for police reform but don't riot Robert Dejonet Dejonet um he is I think I mentioned him a bit earlier Maybe I didn't. Um, he is a family friend, or no, he's a relative of the family and a pastor. And he told CNN, quote, we are God-fearing folk who believe in God, and we want to exemplify that even in this process. We do not want any rioting or anything like that. Walker's family has specifically asked for any protests to remain peaceful to honor his memory. Please, please, please respect their wishes and their mourning, please. This isn't about you please don't. Like, I think that's a huge lesson humans need to learn is it's not always about you. <laughs> and sometimes we got to put others first. So please don't go to a protest for Jalen and fuck it up. His family specifically asked you not to do that, which is honestly so impressive because me being the little hothead I am would have been like, fuck up my bitch. 
touch from the grave, I would have been like, mm-mm. But obviously Jalen's a lot better of a person than I am, and his family is a lot better of a per- people than I am because in, that is when I love religion because they have a way of seeing the world in such a – it's so beautiful and it's so peaceful and – understanding in a way and I think that's just something a lot of people including myself lack is being able to keep your emotions at bay and understand that rioting isn't going to do any good like literally um the Robert Desjournet um he literally said like I want to scream I want to be angry but what good would that do that's in the CNN article go read it um And I wish, and I'm trying to think more like that. Um, I think we can be angry and I think anger is so important to create change, but I get what he means. Like if he just goes around yelling at people about how awful he's had it, no one's going to want to listen, you know, um, which is ridiculous because like he has every right to complain about how awful life is at the moment. And he's the one being like, no, like um, it won't do any good. And I think that that is where I love religion because that is, it gives you such a inner peace about some really, really horrific stuff. And my thoughts are with the family daily and I'm sure they're still in mourning and will be for a while. And oh my God, they are, they are truly inspirational, truly. Um, uh, so if you want to support you know, the fight for justice, for Jalen, for Breonna Taylor, for George Floyd. Um, I only have a few websites this time, um, but they're really good websites. So Black Lives Matter, um, from Black Lives Matter's homepage, hashtag Black Lives Matter was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murderer another person we can never forget and we have to fight for every day. Um, Black Lives Matter. I actually didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I, their, um, intro or their about is so fantastic. I'm so sorry. I'm interrupting it. Um, I didn't know Trayvon Martin's murder was acquitted. I can't even believe that. Like if I'm thinking of the right person, wasn't Trayvon Martin like a child? Yeah. I feel like he was. And hold on, looking it up. Don't go anywhere. Let's find out. Yeah. He was like 17 years old. And yes, yes. I kind of remember, didn't someone like follow him or something? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like they did. Oh, oh my God. Just another perfect being lost. That is so, over what? Racism? A man-made concept to give white people more power? Okay, well, shut the fuck up. No one, literally no one cares. Grow up. You're fine. Anyways, back to Black Lives Matter because that's what's really important. Because Black Lives Matter is grown up and mature and gets it. Unlike you, silly white men. <laughs> Not all white men, but most of you. Just kidding. Um, 
Black Lives Matter <laughs> Global Network Foundation Incorporated is a global organization in the U.S., U.K., and Canada whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicting on black communities by state by the state and vigilantes by combating and countering acts of violence, creating space for black communities, uh, black imagination and innovation, and centering black joy. We are winning immediate improvement in our lives. I love these organizations about page pages. They're just so well said and well put and, wow, so eloquent. Um, but for Black Lives Matter, definitely check out their uh, website and their social media platforms. Follow them on whatever you can. Donate to them. Sign petitions for them. Get involved with Black Lives Matter in your community. I'm sure they're – reach out to them. See if they have volunteer opportunities. Um they're an amazing organization, like literally amazing. Um, so please check them out there and support them because they are really incredible. Um, American police reform. This is super interesting. Um, again, both these links, all these links will be in the show notes, but American police reform. Uh, from there, who are we, Paige? Our mission colon, uh, comprehensively engage and support government and community leaders in the transformational reform of American policing. Um, from their home from <laughs> from their homepage, quote, crucial public services, especially those with life and death implications, must be subject to reasonable and comprehensive change with the goal of strengthening communities. I saw that. So I went to the Who Are You page, right? And I wrote down their mission and I went back to their homepage. Um, and I was like, I saw that and I was like, I have to write that down because that is just, are you kidding? That's, yes, exactly. That's what police reform is. I don't know. I don't know. Like as much as I would love to defund the police, I feel like police inherently aren't bad and we just need to work with the system to like change it to make sure they're working with the for the people, um, for all people, not just the people they want to work for. Um, but, uh, yeah, we kind of touched on that earlier. Um, I had never heard of this organization until I researched, uh, police reform. I just typed it in Google, like police reform organizations and they came up and they're awesome. Oh my goodness. There are five pillars of police reform, which here we go. Here we go. Law and policy. One, accountability, standards and training, leadership development, and community engagement. I love it. I love that. I love that because yes, that's what we need. We need, oh, especially like put accountability in bold, girl, training in bold. My goodness. It is, yeah. And honestly, community engagement, that's not a bad idea. Getting people, forming more of a network. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I love, uh, please check out their organization. They're really cool. Um, both, both organizations are fighting a really hard battle, um, which is creating change in the racist, nationalist, white supremacy, patriarchal, oppressive, and violent systems that America was built on. Enough is enough. Let's, get, let's change it. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired about hearing people getting shot on the daily, rights being stripped away on the daily, I'm so tired of black people getting murdered for no reason. It's, it's really, this country is just insane. 
Another research I, a resource that I did want to share is Ballopedia. I have shared this before and will continue to share it um, because voting is kind of the only power we have right now. And who knows how long we're going to have that power with SCOTUS being as dictatory as it is being right now. Um, and Ballopedia is a great resource to see what elections are going on in your neighborhood, your state, your country, um, obviously America. I don't know. I don't think it goes abroad. I don't know. Um, so please, you guys, midterms is coming up. Vote. Because this midterms, th this is kind of make or break, y'all. Like, we got to vote. We got to get out there in drones. Just take them down, dude. Take them down. We are the majority we are the majority. So now let's move into the conclusion. I have a lot, I have, I have a pretty long rant, so sit tight. The fight for racial equality in America does not end with police reform. I truly believe black Americans have never been treated as equal at any point in this country's history. Like, let's review some of that history and the atrocities that we committed against our fellow humans. Um, all these facts, all these little atrocities came from an awesome post. Uh, the post is 25 Reasons Not to Celebrate America on the 4th of July. <laughs> Who's surprised I posted that on my Instagram? <laughs> um, and it was created by one of my favorites account on Instagram, at Impact. Um, much like at So.Informed, I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned them both before. I've definitely mentioned at So.Informed. Um, but at Impact... Uh, they, they are some of the best accounts on Instagram. If you want to stay current with what's going on, which you should, my friends, having access to knowledge and the means to help others, but you choose to do nothing is selfish and privileged. A lot of people don't have the privilege to ignore the atrocities happening to people of color and minorities in this country because they are living them every day. I understand not wanting to see the news all the time. I totally get it. The past 14 hours, I've done I've literally done nothing but just read the news. And let me tell you, I need a break. <laughs> I'm so excited. I need a break. Um, but having the capabilities to help and choosing to ignore those who need an ally, that's just selfish and arrogant. I, I, like, I'm sorry, my beautiful humans, but we need to let go of this idea that because you're not black or a woman or part of the LGBTQIA plus community, et cetera, you don't need to focus on what's happening to them. No, baby beans, you do, you do. It's not just a black person issue. It's not a women's issue or an LGBTQIA plus issue. These are all interwoven in human rights issues. And last time I checked, we're all human, aren't we? Like, no matter our differences, we have one pretty solid similarity. We're the same species. We are sharing this earth. We got to treat each other with respect. Treat all of Mama Earth creatures with respect. And fucking treat her with respect. Until we do that, the human race is just moving further and further away from becoming a more enlightened species. Like, we are moving backwards, and I think a lot of us are feeling that way right now. But... Anywho, <laughs> rant over. Um, let's get back to the good old racist, sexist, homophobic America we are all getting to know and coming to hate. Um, let's start with how America exploited black Americans since literally day one. Um, 17 members of the Constitutional Convention owned a total of 1,400 slaves. 17 owned 1,400 between the 17 of them. 
don't even get me started on the fucking slave trade. <laughs> like, what kind of animals are we? Wait, I have to take that back? No animal does that to another animal. No animal sells another animal into slavery. And we really think we're the superior species. <laughs> okay, have you seen Donald Trump, like, speak? And then have you met a dog? Yeah, let me know which one is superior, okay? <laughs> um, police shot and killed 1,042 people in the past year. Hmm. Sounds like we might need some reform because I don't, I don't think that's how law enforcement is supposed to work. Um, I, I think police are supposed to protect and serve, not shoot and kill. But it seems like it's quite the opposite nowadays. Um, at one point in American history, there was a three-fifths compromise. I laugh because this is extremely uncomfortable and makes me, like, I can't even, again, I can't even believe humans can think of something like this because it's like, what in the world is going through your head? The th a three-fifths compromise considered black people three-fifths human. Uh, that is by far the most stupid, ignorant, arrogant thing I've ever heard. And it is absolutely like those saggy white men in tights to come up with something as completely brain-numbing as that. Like, no wonder this country's so dumb. We, we had idiots like that making up our entire political system. Literally, white men just need to go. <laughs> Old dead white men need to go. They've, they've fucked up this country enough. They need to get out. Get out. Let a woman in. Let, let different people in, like I was saying. Give us control. We will make things better. Um... Uh, Three-fifths compromise. Two-thirds of American youth sentenced to life in prison are black. Two-thirds. That is ridiculous. And you know it's, it's completely because the prison system and the judiciary system in this country is so fucked. Like, I cannot even get into it, but we're going to get into it because we need to talk about that more. Um... I'm going to start a podcast on that for sure after I finish all the other ones. Um, but that is definitely, I'm going to write that on my list for next because we got to talk about it. It's like insanity how scary and messed up it is. Um, if you're super interested in it, go check out 13th on Netflix. Oh my God, you will never look at like prison the same way again. It's basically a corporation um, that uses slave labor, like literally slave labor. And of course, these this slave labor is made up of people of color because white people have privilege and they can get out of going to jail because they can pay their way out and they can, you know, it's so, it's really not great. <laughs> the judiciary system and the prison system are completely built to be against people of color. And nah, I'm over it. I'm over that. We need to get rid of it. I'm so tired of it. It's really not that hard to be a nice person and to treat everyone as equal. Like, it's really not. Um, so that needs a reform. So we will definitely be talking about that. Um, and like I said, go check out 13th on Netflix. It's, it'll change. It'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. So just to end on kind of a more positive note, I cannot believe I'm almost at 50 minutes. Oh my goodness. To end on a more positive note, um, 
in order for me to stay positive, I have to believe that all of this tragedy, all of this lost hope, all of this violence, all of it's happening for a reason. And I know that's super hippy-dippy to say, but I really do think that throughout humanity's whole evolution, from Homo sapiens to now, even before Homo sapiens, we have been learning how to be the best version of ourselves. That's what evolution is, is learning how to survive better and be better and think better and live better. And here we are. But y'all, I think we should know by now that being respectful and kind and compassionate to others is the best way to live and it's the best version of ourselves. We live better if we work together. We are a pack species. We are a, we work better in a collective. A big problem with that though, of like working together, is humans need to understand that we can't control each other and we just need to respect each other's decisions as long as they're not hurting you or anyone else. Um, and we just need to start being better people. Like it's really not that hard to be nice, you know? Like it, it really isn't actually like scientists have done studies of the brain where if you're nicer, you're happier. Like you have more chemicals that release in your brain, like serotonin or whatever that make you happier when you're nice to someone. That's not a coincidence, you guys. Like, come on. We got to be listening to how we work and apply that to society because how society works is not how humanity works. And we need to fix that. Um, I'm talking with my hands a lot. Um, yeah, I truly think all of this violence and loss and pain is building up enough anger and frustration before the midterms. And you know what a heavy dose of anger gets you, right? Change. It's time for us to finally confront the cracks in the American foundation. The cracks that have always been there, but America just did a really good job hiding them behind a shiny wall of opportunity and democracy. I did air bunnies around those because, no, America knows nothing about those ideals. And it is just continually proving that to us over and over and over again. Um, opportunity and democracy were just masks, masks, masks. I hate that word. They were just fronts, let's say, for the, for the true ideals of America. Can you guess what they are? Wealth, power, and control. But this is why we needed the cracks in our country to show we need, we almost need this very dark, bad time in order to get to the light. You know, we, we need to fix this once and for all. We need to fix the cracks that have always been there. Our country has always been broken and now it's just like exploded in front of our faces. It's a wake up call, you know, and the inequality and the injustice and the way of life that we thought we had to live because that's just not how life has to be. Let's end that way. Let's end what society says is the perfect life. We don't have to work nine to five every day. We don't have to buy a massive house and get married and have two kids. We don't have to live without rights. We don't have to live in a world of constant fear and devastation. I know I'm tired of living in a society that privileges the few and ignores the many. No. I take that back. I would rather be ignored and left alone with my rights than like 
be acknowledged, which I feel like I have been by the Supreme Court, but not in a good way. Um, so let's say controls the many. I love the word control for America because I think that is literally what America is. It's just a third world country in a Gucci belt, a less developed country in a Gucci belt. I'm so sorry. That was politically incorrect. Um, I remember in an AP human geo class, my uh, teacher like yelled at me because I said less developed country. He's like, we don't use that term anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, wow. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting really hot. Um, we are here to make ourselves and the world around us better brighter, happier, safer, easier. The majority of us want that. Let's get that, the ultra traditional Christian conservative minority out of power. And notice how I said ultra traditional Christian conservative. I didn't just say Christian. I didn't just say it's a conservative. It's like a very specific group of people. Okay. I'm not attacking Christians, conservatives. Mm. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm just pissed at you guys right now. Um, let's get them out of power. They're the minority, y'all. They're the minority. How do they have the power? But it's all good. It's not all good, and we're going to change it. That's what's all good because I know we're going to change it because we're awesome, and we fight with respect and love and not love. I always end up saying that. Not love, no, but we do. We. I have faith that we can make a change. I really do think if we just put in 20 hard years of hard work, we could do it. I know it's a long time, but it would be worth it for the world that we could create. We can't even imagine it yet, but I, I truly know that I feel like there's something different about these younger generations. Like maybe I'm just biased because I am them, but we seem to have some sort of humanitarian, go with the flow, traveling, artsy vibe. I kind of love it. We're also all super depressed and have great um, humors because of it. <laughs> um, so to end on a quote from uh, Jalen's relative, uh, again, it's uh, Dejournet. Quote, we want to take that, Jalen's murder, and we want to use it for the benefit of systematic change. We want to be treated like human beings, you know. Black men, young men, they're afraid when it comes to police. That shouldn't be. Humans should not have to be afraid to live. We shouldn't feel like we don't belong. We are hated. We are hunted. We are persecuted. We shouldn't feel less than a human being on account of other human beings wanting us to feel that way like who why do they get to decide like who made them queen of the humans I don't no one did like I said what other species does that I don't know humans just soak but if we put our mind to something and join together we can get anything done Thank you so much for listening. This is definitely a longer. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at devin.riddle. Um, you can follow me at unenlightened podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Devin Riddle on TikTok, Instagram, nope, website and email coming soon. Patreon in the link below. I am now on Anchor, so I'm offering like monthly subscriptions, but I'm going to change that to like just like donations. Um, but that can't happen until the end of the billing month. So uh, that's all good. I just have to work my little booty off. Um, but 
Thank you guys so much for listening. And I really hope I, I said this. In, I always get worried because I'm like, I, I don't want to come off like I'm making it about me or like, no, like I literally, I just, I spent two hours on this this morning putting together the research because I felt like that was the only thing I could do. Um, but I'll share the resources I gave you. Um, I'll share the sources I use, like the CNN article and stuff. And yeah, I got to edit this puppy now. So yeah, I really hope you guys have a great uh, rest of your week. And I'll see you guys soon. Jalen Walker. Say his name. Say his name.